Welcome to a live rendition of Off the Post. We are Facebook motherfucking live. I'm you gotta, Nick. You got to tell me when we go live. I'm just kidding. Who are you? I'm, I'm Chris, by the way. <laughs> this is the first time ever Chris has been live on live TV I'm and scared. Facebook. I'm scared and confident at the same time. Is that a thing? Did you poop before the show? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I did. We had Thai food tonight, so of course I did. Excellent. Perfect. Get it all out there. Make sure that you're nice and clean for the show and that you're, you know, just riding on pure adrenaline, baby. I'm I'm feeling high on life. <laughs> I was high as a Georgia pine. Anyway, us being mm-hmm. live tonight is a first for the show. If you are watching on Facebook, congratulations. That's actually the only place that you can stream the show currently because I'm too lazy to set all the other platforms up. You're yeah. welcome. Um, but feel free to drop a message in the chat. Anything related to what we're talking about, please don't talk about the crisis in Ukraine. We're, we've already talked for about four hours before the show. We mm-hmm. have no thoughts at all about it. So, Yeah. Uh, only wrestling related things, please. only wrestling related, please. And thank you. Uh, with that being said on tonight's show, we're going to be covering some pretty good topics. We're not keeping time limits on anything tonight. Again, mm-hmm. keeping the show flowing. I think we got a good flow for the show down. So yeah, I agree know, with that. We'll see how it goes, but we're going to talk about, uh, Cesaro left WWE today. Um, there's some show at Madison square garden happening next week. Um, not a whole lot of AEW talk today because neither one of us have watched Dynamite this week, but that'll be covered at another time. Um, yep. But we're going to kick things off with the Elimination Chamber from Jerry, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> uh, Jerry Springer, Saudi Arabia. It was over there, and it happened. It happened at... Jeddah, new, am I right, or something like that? Jihad. Jihad. J E D D A H Jetta. Man, Jetta. I could not think of it for the life of me. The Jetta Superdome. Yeah, that's it. That happened at, at noon on a Saturday. Apparently, there was uh, some issues for a lot of the fans getting to the stadium. Really? There was some traffic problems, I guess. I don't know. How many times have they been there now? They haven't figured the, the traffic issues out yet. Right. And there's, I'm sure there's not like 400 stadiums to go to. There's probably two. I would know? think. I mean, I mean, Saudi Arabia is a big ass country, but. It's a lot of desert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should do a show in the desert. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot out here, man. There's a sandstorm that comes rolling in. Wow. Um, but. Chris, what'd you what'd you think about this? I know neither one of us watched it live. We watched it later on the in the day or even the next day. What were uh, what were some of your initial thoughts? Yeah, work got in the way for a freaking noon on a Saturday, but uh, yeah, we caught it the next day and well that night and into the next day. Um, for the most part, I really enjoyed the show actually. Um, so that's two in a row in Saudi Arabia that were actually worth watching. Um couple of matches that stood out to me. Obviously, I thought Reigns and Goldberg were going to go much shorter than they did, so I was happy that they didn't. finish wasn't amazing, but that's okay. Um, The men's Elimination Chamber match was the best of the night for me. Yep, yep. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
Okay. Um, let's see. I'm looking over the. I enjoyed Lita versus Becky Lynch a lot. I know we're probably going to go over these individually, but well, let's let's start with um, let's start with the the opening match of this Goldberg and Roman Reigns. The opener. The opener. We they're all knew it was going to happen, though. Yeah, I'm just saying they're doing that a lot lately, though, with making their opening match just like a banger instead of just not like they could open up with the Usos, you know, or something. Yeah. I was like, no. And I, I get it to a certain extent because, you know, on one level, it's the opening of the show. You know, it's like, um, you know, Bully Ray says all the time on his podcast about opening the show strong and ending the show strong. So, so I get it, but I don't think it needs to happen every single time, you know? Right. Right. Uh, you know, with this match, this would have been like a good filler match. It didn't end on a high note. Right. You know, and I know it's your top performer in Roman Reigns and, you know, he's your number one guy, arguably, but in the same regard, it just, I didn't have that. I'm so used to these premium live events starting with a bang, and I didn't get that from this. So I um, guess it's a catch twenty two on some level. I don't know. The, I think the problem with it was no one thought Goldberg was actually going to win, right? So that probably stalled that feeling a little bit of this being a huge match. Now there were moments during the match you're like, all right, maybe, but. I still didn't think they were going to change titles over there. So Okay, so how this, I, I came up with this idea. I got it from uh, another show that I listened to. And it was a good question. How smart do you think they are over in Saudi Arabia as far as wrestling is concerned? Like, are they the, the smarter fans that would say, well, Goldberg's not going to fucking win this match? Or are they kind of out of the loop and maybe they think that there's a possibility. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know how they're, I mean, they, everyone had a phone over there. If you noticed, mm -hmm. I looked in that crowd. I was like, damn, everyone's got a phone. So they're not uncultured or anything like that. They are in certain aspects as far as obviously the women having to wear what, you know, their treatment towards people, but that's neither here nor there. Um, I would say it would be split. Not maybe as much as our, our fans here know, but there's got to be people talking around the arena going, eh, I don't think Goldberg's going to win this. <laughs> well, even like I was thinking about the fact that I wonder if all of those 30,000 seats were sold to people or were some of them given away or half of them given away. You know what I mean? Hmm. And like, so like people that maybe aren't really into wrestling, I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the you know for us Goldberg wasn't going to win this match period yeah yeah and um I would have liked to have seen maybe a little more fight from him but Roman pretty much squashed him yeah um he got a spear in there <laughs> yeah mean, not many people <laughs> yeah, he got out a spear of, in there not many people kick out of his spear you know um right I I liked the counter to finish it but you know, get him in the guillotine choke. and Well, so um, after after that, I don't want to say debacle, but after yeah. that, we had the women's elimination chamber match. Mm. 
Yeah, we had six strong ladies up in here. Nikki A.S.H., Alexa Bliss returning, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Liv Morgan, and The Drop. The Dew Drop. <laughs> the Drop. <laughs> um, Had a feeling that Nikki A.S.H. and Liv Morgan were going to start this. Just had a feeling. You're not... Obviously, Bianca was the last one to exit the chamber pod. Um, I never thought in a million that Alexa Bliss was going to come out anywhere near the beginning so that left Rhea Ripley and Dewdrop, and uh, yep they're gonna pod them up so um I I I liked it for the most part it was you know the thing is you you didn't see a whole lot of um not gory parts but there wasn't a whole lot of you know uh, chain links to the face or uh, like the one year where Bailey was up on the pod there's nothing like that this year right and uh, that kind of took it away from me for me because i mean it wasn't really all that violent i i kind of enjoyed um alexa's uh what do you call it the, her swing that was in her pod that was like, fantastic addition that was kind of funny you know and uh i i as far as bianca belair winning i like bianca belair yeah. i get why she won the match you're kind of continuing that storyline with her and Becky, um, you know, back when when Becky took the title from her. And, um, you know, I guess in some way I'm messing up the picture right now. If you can see, I'm the one talking, but we're featuring you. But, um, you know, that that storytelling with Becky and Bianca, that, that makes sense to me. But again, this is kind of falling into the part where i'm like okay well this was so predictable you know so i wasn't like excited to see bianca win i actually kind of wanted to see alexa win not that i thought she yeah. would beat becky at wrestlemania but that had been a good little comeback story for her yeah uh all right to follow up on the bianca thing if they were gonna they didn't make her look strong here by having her come out last either they could have you know, had her start the match and win the whole thing if you're going to make us really love her. But they're doing the Roman Reigns treatment to me personally where I'm just getting sick and tired of watching her now. Right. Um, and the other thing is the picture you just put up with the six women. Alexa Bliss looks totally different than all of a sudden she comes... Because I saw that coming out. I'm like, oh, because they've been kind of taking away from her fiendish character as her counseling sessions were going on. Mm-hmm. And then that picture comes up before the match. And I was like, oh, my God, she's going to be back to regular Alexa Bliss. She's going to have the old music. And she came out still, I mean, in a really cute outfit. Don't get me wrong. But Don't get me wrong. <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, I thought that, too. But I was OK with the they had like a nice balance between her crazy side and like her normal side. Um, I liked the pyro that they were doing with her entrance. I thought that was pretty cool. Sure. Uh, it was kind of like on beat with the whole bam, 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 whatever, you know, you know how it goes. Um, so, I mean, that was cool. I, um, I, I'm interested to see where they go from here with her because she's been out for a while and she's been criticized about some of her wrestling ability. I think she's good in the ring. She's not the greatest wrestler ever, but the combination of, what she can do in the ring and her personality and the character, it all, it, it works for her really well. It works for WWE really well. Um, yeah. I would have liked to have seen Rhea win this match, Rhea Ripley. 
Sure. I'm, I would love to see Rhea versus uh, Becky Lynch too. She's a, she's a face right now. So mm-hmm. it made sense. Um, what do you do? That's what we had a conversation either last week or the week before talking about where do they go with Rhea Ripley? And now she loses another match here and she's still feuding with Nikki ASH. Well, not really after raw, if you want to check out my review on that, but it seems like they're finally done with that shit. I, I hope so. I really do because um, it, it should be over Rhea. I believe she beat her last week on raw. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. It's just Um, like every week. I don't think Nikki's ever beat her. Yeah, she pinned her in the gauntlet match and, you know, whatever happened in Elimination Chamber, and then she pinned her on Raw, and it wasn't really that big of a fight. Like, Nikki A.S.H. needs to take a break and come back. You know, it's it's done. Yeah. Nobody's buying that superhero shit. No. She's tried her best. I don't know if that was her idea. I forget who came up with that one, but not, not working for me. Same thing with Dewdrop and Liv Morgan. They're they're in the title picture a couple weeks ago, even maybe a month or two, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they're just falling off the face of the planet here because Ronda Rousey's back, Alexa Bliss is back, Charlotte's still on top. You got freaking. I mean, where's Baszler? She's huge. You still got Bailey's uh, coming back. Oscar's going to be coming back. There you go. I mean, there's some big names. The women's division is not struggling at all. If Lita decides to stay, I don't know if her loss here, we'll get to that, but I don't know if that loss is that's it for her. Maybe she looked good so she could keep going. Yeah, I don't know. Lots, uh, lots of things happening on the women's side. That's for sure. What was, uh, what was the next match that we had? Um, after that was. Naomi and Ronda Rousey with one arm tied behind her back, taking on Charlotte and Sonya Deville. Okay, so can I just say that the idea of having Ronda with her arm tied behind her back is fucking stupid. I agree. It's really fucking dumb, especially, you know, there's no good way to go about doing it, and there wasn't. They, They tried with a rope. I could have thought of four other ways that you could have did it that would have made it look a lot better than it did. Right. And it was Cutting basically, it off. yeah. And just you know, cut the fucker right off. <laughs> just cut her arm off, and it's an arm on a pole match. And if you get to it, beat the crap out of her, or you know, vice versa, she can beat the crap out of you with her dead arm. Right. Or if you get to it in time, we can sew it back on. You might be able to keep the use of it. First person to sew on the arm wins. Oh, get your needle. Um, yeah, Rhonda, I like her a lot. Right but she's still green. So taking away her ability to use, was that her good arm? I assume that's her good arm. I assume she's a righty. I think so. And she was still able to work over Sonya Deville. No problem. Right. Which is, which pisses me off because Deville's a good wrestler and a martial artist. So what? Right. You should have just had him go at it. They could. Throw in Baszler too. Yeah, just have an MMA thing with the three of them. I don't care. But well, and it fits Ronda's style a little better. You know, like you said, she's still green. Yeah, and she still kind of has that UFC fighter style, obviously. So why not? Why not let them do it? Fuck it. Um, this doesn't help anybody. This match either. Like, even I laughed at the end because Charlotte said, "Fuck it." I'm not even going to try to go in there and help out Deville. I'm just walking off. 
because yeah. I I don't know if that was planned or if she kind of pulled almost a Jeff Hardy and just walked off type thing. I don't know, but whatever she did, it, it worked really well, you know. I liked it. it yep. And then, but they stood side by side after the loss, and Sonya yeah. wasn't even pissed off. She, she was didn't just even like, care. Yeah. It wasn't like pushing her. They should have done a little extra with that. Like, oh, my arm's fucked up from Ronda doing the arm bar, but just push her with a good arm. Be like, what the fuck? Why'd you do that? And then have something come up here on SmackDown this week where, you know, Oh, Charlotte, you boned me over in this match. So now I'm going to bone you. You got to go through a gauntlet match or something this week in yeah. order to keep your belt, you know, just to, cause I got, I got power, but they I could still, that would be making Sonia look like a face in some regard, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, that's true. Which I wouldn't mind. I, I don't, you know, she's never been face. So no, I, I guess so. you're right. Huh. You're probably right. Um, so moving on from that match, we had what was it, Drew McIntyre, Madcap? Yep. Falls count anywhere. Falls count anywhere. And honestly, dude, I mean, I actually was expecting a little more out of this match, and the match was okay, honestly. But I enjoyed, to a certain point, their match at day one. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, that was was that not our first real look at Madcap in the ring? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, we were both impressed by him. Yeah. So I, I was looking forward to a rematch. I didn't think he'd win, but at least this isn't going to hurt him if he, <laughs> you know, hurt him. Um, <laughs> if he loses again, uh, well, why I'm laughing is he took a reverse Alabama slam from McIntyre and didn't make it all the way around on the rotation and landed dead nuts on his head. He like tucked his chin under. And that first view that you saw, like when it happened in real time, was brutal. And yeah. then they showed the replay from the other angle from where you could see his face. And it was like, <laughs> yeah, I thought the reverse, <laughs> like his backside angle looked way worse than the, the face side. But I could be wrong. I seen it. I was like, oh, shit. But he got back up and he kept taking suplexes and landing on his neck over and over again after that. So props yeah. to madcap that match went on for another couple minutes after that and all reports are saying he's fine lucky totally he's jacked fine. so it, maybe yeah. he had a little brock lesnar syndrome when he fucked up that that uh that move against kurt angle forever ago oh yeah um maybe he's you know just got those neck muscles where he lucked out very lucky, very, very lucky. But um, Drew ended up winning the match, of course. And we're going to end up seeing a feud with him and uh, Sharon Corbin coming soon. I'm guessing it's probably going to be at, at WrestleMania. Slightly happy. Um, then from there, we had Becky Lynch and Lita. Yep. This is for the Raw Women's Championship match. Uh, match. I think it. I think it started slow, um, mm -hmm. probably to gauge where Lita was ring ready wise. But uh, after, I don't know, a couple minutes, it picked up pretty good. She looked amazing, really. Yeah. So Lynch gave her everything she had, really. The old Bexploder. Yeah, the, the match ended up looking pretty good. Like you said, I agree that it did start slow, you know, um, but 
again, Lita's got to kind of acclimate herself to being in the ring. You know, the, the only time we've really ever seen her recently is in Royal Rumbles. And that's a horse of another color. You know, it's not a regular match. So, right. Yeah. You can stay off in the corner if you want and just do whatever because you're not the focal point at this right. moment. Yeah. This is a one on one. Everyone's watching you and you're in Saudi Arabia. But she did look good. I'll, I'll give her that. And, uh, you know, of course, Becky got the win. Another one of those matches where you knew you really, I mean, come on. You knew Lita wasn't going to win this match. Right. You know? Um, I wouldn't mind her with the belt one more time, but sure. yeah, I, I just knew this wasn't going to, I thought they would do something where she lost, uh, not clean, you know, some trickery. Becky puts her legs on the some rope. Trickery. Yeah, yeah. Some trickery. And this would lead to Lynch versus Lita at WrestleMania. It keeps her around. They maybe had a two match deal. I don't know. And, but I, I really do want to give, you know, as much as we dog on Saudi Arabia, um, I want to give them props for actually the send off to Lita was really cool for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I for like her that being too. a woman. And yeah, just she seemed really appreciative of that too. But yeah, Becky gets the win. Kind of figured. Now, being a woman there, dude, did you notice I maybe saw two or three women in that whole crowd the whole night? Uh, yeah. You know, now that you mention it, that's true. It was a lot of young guys and um, other know, men of all different ages, but not a lot of women. Yeah. Nope. Huh. Nope. It's not a thing. Um, I feel sad. You know, it's 2022 people. Come on. Well, uh, another thing that wasn't at, wasn't at the elimination chamber was the Usos and the Viking Raiders. (laughs) Oh yeah. So I was not expecting that to happen. And I honestly was a little disappointed. I'm not going to lie. It looked like shit. Viking Raiders come down and they get to the bottom of the ramp and they get smashed by the Usos. And, you know, apparently as tough as the Viking Raiders are supposed to be, they got a little ass kicking and they, they, they can't continue. This match can't happen. No weapons, no, I mean, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. Just a couple of, you know, chin music kicks, and that's about it. And, oh, God, oh, oh they couldn't take a beating at all. Well, I will say that what they, they powerbombed uh, uh, Ivar on, on to Eric. Right, right. So that, that was cool, but, uh, again, like, I feel like that's probably happened in one of their matches in the past, and it's like, really? Yeah, they kick out and they win somehow. But yeah, no chairs, no table, no setting on fire, nothing crazy. <laughs> yeah, so that match was scrapped apparently. So then we move on to the yeah. men's elimination chamber. Chris's pick for match of the night. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of good reason for that. Everybody looked good in this match. Um, you got Austin Theory, Seth Rollins, Riddle, Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, and Bobby Lashley, the champion, defending inside the chamber. Um, Seth Rollins and Austin Theory kicked this one off. But uh, what they didn't do that the women all did before they entered the chamber was stand outside about 10 feet from it and just look up, you know, like, oh my God, so fucking big. God damn! Like, 
I get it. It's a big structure, but act like you've been there either way. Right. So the men come out and they don't do that. Thank goodness. And, and you know, uh, I, I, I get it. If, if somebody does it like, like Austin theory, for example, like if he comes out and he's, Ooh, wow, look how big this cock is. And you know, he's astonished or whatever. Yeah. Never been but, there before type deal. Yeah. But I mean, a lot of women haven't, but I don't know. Yeah. Liv Everyone. Morgan's been in what? Three of them. <laughs> yeah. I think every one of them. Right. So, uh, you know, you still scared, Liv? She should be. Uh, did Before we get into, like, what happened in the match, did you notice when Riddle does his entry, his both his flip-flops or sandals, whatever, didn't kick up in the air? They just stayed on the mat? I didn't see that. Oh, my God. And then later, <laughs> AJ Styles comes in, and he's doing the, you know, walk around each pod and stare at the guy. He says to... He says to Riddle, ha your shoes, man. <laughs> it was so freaking funny. But, I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> they just planted on the on the mat and didn't move. It was really, he looked back like, oh, shit. That's awesome. I, I did like Austin Theory with, the, uh, with his phone taking selfies with everybody. And then yep. he, po- do you, they get posted online, you know, so you can, it's funny. Good shit. Good shit. Such good shit. That was good shit. You notice how Brock wasn't out there for that. Right. <laughs> he wasn't. He's like, I ain't doing that. Nope. Him and Matt Riddle do not like each other, apparently. I think it's more so on Brock's end. Uh, yes. From what I've read in the past, Riddle, you know, he wants to do a program with Brock, a program, and uh, Brock doesn't want anything to do with him. You know, he's like, no. Yeah, there was some disrespect, I think, on Riddle's side towards mm-hmm. Brock, and he just said, I'm never going to work with you. And then I read on Riddle's Twitter, hey, man, never say never. I may have taken an F5 from you, but we work together. Right. And he's still taking it like a joke. Well, um, so the match itself, um, it, it was a little weird. You had Bobby Lashley get injured. Um, uh, you know, he got... He got put into a concussion protocol because mm-hmm. Austin Theory got, you know, power bombed through his pod. Yep. Ultimately, it sounds like Bobby Lashley has a lingering shoulder injury. And if you kind of put the pieces together, it could be at the Royal Rumble because I remember Brock Lesnar suplexing him a couple times and he landed on, I feel like it was maybe his right shoulder and yeah. it looked kind of fucked up. He was getting sick of taking suplexes, and he instead of landing flat on his back like you're supposed to, he started landing like shoulder first, uh and that's when I heard it happen too. So he really wasn't in uh, competition shape for that, for this uh, elimination chamber. So this was their way of getting him out of the match and not taking a pin or anything like that. Still losing the belt, but um, so yeah, who knows what's going to happen with him. It, It felt awkward. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was weird how he walked out. Yeah, just yeah. all stumbling, like stammering and whatnot, and almost as if the announcers didn't even know. Like, you know, something like that happens, and it's part of the show and part of the script. Like, you you feel like they're in on it, you know. But this, there was some moments where there was some dead air, and <clears throat> they were kind of silent, and it was almost as if they didn't really know what was going on either. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just kind of how i felt sure 
I mean, speaking of that, if you want to segue into something, they had no idea when Bobby Lashley's pod was supposed to open up. Brock Lesnar, like he read the crowd and he said, fuck this and broke yeah. out of his pod. He sure did. No way that anyone knew that was going to happen because they didn't film it. All you seen was his pod in the background of the match and him just kicking the shit out of it and then running in to fucking tear everybody up. And it was, I hope he did not get in trouble for that because that was amazing. Well, and and just like you said, no one knew he was going to do that because when there's a spot coming up, any kind of spot like that or whatever, you're right. They film it and the cameraman will be right there. They know it's going to happen. That didn't, you heard something and then the camera panned to the pod and there was already a hole in it. Like shit was already going down. (laughs) If anybody can get away with going off script or, you know, going in for business for themselves, it's Brock Lesnar. Yeah. And he made that match a million times better than it probably would have been had there been another dead four minutes of Bobby Lashley's pod supposed to be opened. Yeah. Or whatever. How I forget how long they go without before the next one is it five okay so and what may have triggered him even more is riddle after he took seth out or somebody like that he looked at brock because the countdown was coming up and he's like come on come on in here and then it wasn't his pod like because he knew it wasn't supposed to be and then brock said fuck you oh man he f5s everybody except austin theory and they're all gone now except austin and the F5, uh, you know, he ended up doing the F5 off of the top of the pod because, you know, he's chasing Austin Theory around and Theory is selling it perfectly. Mm-hmm. And they both flew up to the top of the pod. And the F5 off the top, I mean, there was some ridicule out there like, oh, you know, he didn't sell it very well. And this, okay. How else was he supposed to take that bump? Right. You can't expect him to fall on his face. No, not from, what is that? Got to be like 20 feet, 30, well, 15, 20 feet up there. If that was you and Brock was F5-ing you, Chris, you probably would have put your feet out too. Oh, yeah. Maybe not on the mat in the ring, but you have that time. I'm just thinking out loud here. You got the time from from the top of the pod to the floor it's like an hour, you know, so you have the time to like, I'm going to put my feet out so I don't kill myself, you know? Yeah. I want to compete next week. And only people that don't know anything about wrestling would want him to land like an F5 would, but there's no way physically he should have done that. So he did the right thing. It looked good. Still. I wanted him to land like that. Yeah. That would be great. I I can't say that I wouldn't, I, I don't like violence in my wrestling, but I'm also like, level-minded level-headed where it's like yeah he he had to brace himself for that that was a big fall (laughs) i yeah i really enjoyed (coughs) chasing him up the chain he was up that fucker in like two seconds Mm -hmm. he climbed that so fast and it's like some sort of gymnasium apparatus or you know some kid uh, backyard there it is uh, like a backyard chain link fence on your uh, playground and there was one point where his legs slipped through one of the holes, and I was like, oh, he's going to have a mark on that leg. Yeah. Woo! That's got to burn, but that dude's a beast. That's why so, they call him that. Ultimately, Brock Lesnar is your new WWE World Champion. Can't say I was surprised or shocked, especially once Bobby Lashley was out of the match. No. Yeah, this was the right move. Now, 
one thing I didn't like about what happened here, I felt like as soon as Brock Lesnar won this match, okay, we all know he's he wants to fight Roman at WrestleMania. We all know that that match is happening. But when, excuse me, when they put up the um, the promotion for the match coming up at WrestleMania. Brock's got a title. Roman's got a title. Champion versus champion. They they put it on the screen, and Michael Cole. I I feel like I remember him saying, you know, winner take all. Yeah. And in in my mind, I'm like, I mean, really, how do you know? Like, if this is supposed to be shocking that Brock Lesnar won this match, because the idea is that yes, we know that he's going to win, but the idea is that you're supposed to be shocked that he wins. So if, if he won, how do we know that it's going to be title for title and not just for the Universal Championship? That's it's, true. It's those things I see as a, a seasoned fan, you know, that is kind of smart to the business, I guess. So I see that little detail, and I'm like, man, I wish you wouldn't have done that. And I, most people probably don't even catch it. They don't even care. It's not a big deal. And I get that, too. But yeah. for me, I'm just like, don't don't give away the farm just yet, you know? Yeah, that could have come out the next night or two nights after that on Monday. Like you could have just but, said, "Oh, it's going to be Brock and Roman, and uh, both of these guys, the, they're both going to have titles, you know, or yeah, whatever." What's going to happen? <laughs> right. And then Monday they come out and Brock's talking on the mic because he did the first promo. He could have been like, "Look, I want to put my title versus your title, winner take all." And then they go, "Boom!" There's your yeah. Could have done it that way. All right, Chris. So, what was your overall score? For elimination chamber now let me let me rephrase that <clears throat> there was no scores because pro wrestling scorecards didn't do a scorecard so i have to uh i would say i'd have to apologize for what we said on the last show but the last show didn't get published because we had mm. some some technical errors yeah um <clears throat> but overall like on one, a scale of one to ten what would you give elimination chamber um i'll give it an eight a ten give like a ten no, I'd say an eight. There was a couple of hiccups in there. The Viking Raiders thing, especially, just brings it down at least a point or two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just wasn't super interested in how they, you know, put one arm behind Ronda Rousey's back. So I'll give it an eight. I, I enjoyed myself. I didn't get bored. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm more along the lines of like um, six and a half. Wow. Um, I did enjoy it, um, but there were just certain things that made me feel awkward, like the Bobby Lashley thing. I, I'm okay with like them taking him out of the match because he's injured, but I, I don't know. It just felt it felt weird to me. I think it's just me. The whole Viking Raiders and Usos thing kind of pissed me off because – I mean, you could have did that earlier in the show and had something else in between that and Elimination Chamber. Just, I don't know. I didn't like that Ronda Rousey thing. And then the Women's Elimination Chamber was a bit of a letdown for me. Um, I will say it was funny. Dewdrop, like, put her finger in Liv Morgan's ass at one point. <laughs> thought that was pretty funny because Liv was climbing the top rope, like, facing away from the ring and Dewdrop went to go get her and like slam her. She'd like stuck her thumb right in her butt. And I was like, Oh man, live. 
to be Drew Drop's thumb. But um, yeah, it was it was okay. You know, it was worth a watch for me. You know. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Now we did discuss the champion versus champion thing. Do we, we can dive on? into it a little more? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Brock versus Roman. Um, is this going to be finally where they take both belts and make them one? Or is it just going to be some dude's got two belts on his shoulders for a while? Like Brocky two belts? <laughs> yeah, Brocky two belts. Um, you know, it's tough to say. In my mind, I hope that they combine both belts. Just make one champion. He can go between the shows. Fuck it. Have him go to NXT once in a blue moon too. You know what I mean? Um, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to have a tougher travel schedule in my eyes, you know, um, depending on how you play it. But I like the idea of only having the one fucking belt. Have a couple mid-card titles if you want, a couple tag team titles, whatever. But as your main champion, there should be one belt, one guy. One ring to, um, to rule yeah, them all. I'd be okay with it. Uh, I think this might be where Brock takes it off of Roman, but it that's the thing. It could go the other way. It could be like Brock wanting to put him over finally for good. Like It I is think, tough. I think Roman could bounce back more than Brock if he loses. He would have by like then a 600 day reign, <sighs> longest is, in 35 years. What is Brock Lesnar's record against Roman Reigns? Not good, I don't think. If you, I want to say it goes back to when Seth cashed in. That was their first one, and neither of them won, so that doesn't count. But I'd have to look that up. I don't think it's great. So, let's see. Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar have had seven matches in total against each other. It includes four singles matches, two triple threat, and one fatal four-way match. Um, This says, though, that Roman Reigns has three wins and Brock Lesnar has three wins. Wow. Um, And the triple threat? It was WrestleMania 2015 for the championship. Brock was the title holder. Um, Roman versus Brock versus Dean Ambrose for the number one contender for the world championship at Fastlane 2016. Um, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman at SummerSlam 2017 for Brock's title. I remember that one. That was a good one. Uh, Brock and Roman for the Universal Championship WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans. Um, steel cage match between the two when Brock was the champion at the greatest Royal Rumble in 2018. Forgot about that. Hmm. And then uh, SummerSlam 2018, Brock was the champion. So Brock has been the champion going into this match, you know, obviously more than Roman Reigns has. Um, it looks like pff, pretty much every single match with the exception of the one at Fastlane. Yeah. So this is the first time that Roman will go into their match as a champion. Okay. Now, what was the the record? Just singles. Um, that I don't see. Oh, okay. It just says that they each have three wins against each other. Oh, it doesn't give you like who won those other matches. 
Uh, it uh, hold on because I just kind of skimmed through that. Oh, okay. Because uh, the see. first the first two were like a the one was Seth Rollins cashing in the first yes. one. The triple threat the... with Dean Ambrose. Right. So. Uh, Roman Reigns won. The fatal four way with Braun Strowman and Samoa Joe. Brock Lesnar won. WrestleMania in New Orleans. That was Brock Lesnar. Steel uh-huh. Cage at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Brock Lesnar. SummerSlam in 2018. That was Roman Reigns. Crown Jewel 21. That was Roman Reigns. Yep. Okay, so they're two and two. Okay. Thank you. So, yeah, man. I mean, it really could go either way. What I think is going to happen is I think, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I don't know. It could be some trickery with Heyman again. He could do what we were saying before in the triple, what'd you call it? Triple threat? No, no, no. Where... Uh, Heyman's already fucked Brock over, but it's like he's gonna be fucking Roman over in the long run. But I forgot what you called it. A double the tri- swerve? The triple swerve. Triple That's swerve. It. Triple swerve it. Triple dong. Could happen. Yeah, I don't know, man. What's the smart thing to do here? I honestly I'm not tired of Roman being a champion, and he's been champion longer than there's only three other people that have been champion longer than him. Right. Right. Um, I agree. I don't mind him with the belt. He's just fantastic with it, but uh, maybe, yeah, he probably wins here. He probably does. But I like Brock Lesnar more now than I ever did. I think for me, he's more having him as a face. I feel like has made him more personable. You, you see like who he really is, I guess, on some level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he goes into business for himself, breaking through the elimination chamber, you and knowing that he is one of the only guys that could get away with that, it makes you want to root for him more because he's doing what he can to help the business without anybody's approval. This is going to work. I'm going to do it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yep. Deal with the repercussions later. And uh, I'm sure... Cause it got over so good. Yeah. We're freaking freaking out about it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, I don't want to leave too much dead air here, but we'll, we'll think (laughs) about it because we've got tons of time. There's definitely going to be some scorecards happening for that. Yeah. Um, but speaking of WrestleMania weekend. Oh yes. We have, uh, Nick, we've got some confirmed matches for WrestleMania. And we've also got some rumored matches. Ooh. Yeah. So on the confirmed match side, we've got your, what we just talked about, the title versus title, Lesnar and Reigns. After that, you've got the Raw Women's Champion. So the women are pretty much done here. The Raw Women's match uh, going to be Lynch and Belair, we talked about earlier. And the SmackDown Women's match is going to be Charlotte and Ronda Rousey with both arms. So that should be good. We'll see about that. That's true. They might have to do like in uh, like a fucking potato sack race or something. <laughs> Spoon in the mouth with an egg and, you know. Yeah. It's not a match. It's a, a decathlon of stupid backyard tricks. Well, apparently this match was made uh, 
today officially made as the main event for night one of WrestleMania. Charlotte okay, and Ronda Rousey. It better be good then. If you're going to main event these two, which they should, it better be freaking good. No squashes, no 20-second match. Let them go. There's going to be a lot of people at WrestleMania this year. Mm-hmm. That's yes, a big stadium. Tis in Dallas. Um, so, speaking I, of I, some... Oh, go ahead. Well, I think that it's a good way to end the first night. I like the idea of having the women being featured. You know, I know that sometimes the women, they catch some flack, but you got somebody like Charlotte and the name like Ronda Rousey. She's got plenty of time to get ready for this and make it happen and, and make this into a killer main event. They did the uh, triple threat with Becky Lynch a couple years ago as when there was only one night of WrestleMania and um, I thought they killed it. So I can't, I can't see this going bad. You know, I'm a big Charlotte flair guy. So she usually makes everyone around her better. Um, I think she can bring Rhonda along with her to make it just make it flow very nicely. Yeah, I agree. And you know, Rhonda has some good moments. She does. But I think she has a hard time separating the fine line of this is wrestling compared to the MMA thing. When I think the crowd has a tendency to get in her head sometimes. So, you know, as long as the crowd is behind her for this match, uh, you know, that'll play into it. But if they kind of, you know, they're on a tightrope with her, you know, so if sure. some of them kind of turn a little bit. Maybe that'll get in her head and, and she starts throwing some potatoes, you know, <laughs> Well, they've got, what do we say, five and a half weeks or so. Um, Something like that. Let's not do any more tag team matches with Naomi. Let her do, let her beat some ass here for the next couple weeks. and Or just don't put her on. I don't know. Just have yeah. her promo all the time. But she's not great on the mic either, so I don't know. Tough one. We'll see what happens. Uh, uh, on to some rumored matches here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew McIntyre taking on Happy Corbin, which we're... I would say leaning towards that will happen. Um, yeah. Now this just came to fruition on Monday night. Uh, Ray Mysterio and his son Dominic are uh, this. This is probably not rumored anymore. Uh, taking on the Miz and Logan Paul. <sighs> yeah, Miz is talking about he's got a tag team partner coming out, and I was getting excited because there's all this Cody Rhodes talk coming around but i'm like do i want to see cody with the miz though i think that would fuck him over bad but then they bring out logan paul and i'm like oh criminy all right yeah and they double uh what skull crushing finale the the mysterios it was lackluster and that motherfucker is in the game now they put logan paul in the new game yeah oh christ he's gonna be a playable character Great. Yep. I'm going to buy it. He tweeted and said, now you can put me through tables for real. I'm going to. I sure will. I'll throw you (laughs) off hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Hell in a cell. Hold Um, on one second. Oh, sure. I can edit this out. And we're live, so people can just deal with it. I'm just going to dance. Send me your comments of how great of a dancer I am. I got other moves. I just have to stand up, and I ain't wearing pants. So, uh, 
comment if you think I actually am lying about that. I'm almost out of soda. Um, that's kind of a problem. But anyway, um, went to a store the other day. Not going to name it because they aren't paying us. And uh, got us some got us some boysenberry pie soda. Had that the other day. Pretty solid. Nick's back, so I'm going to shut up. Sorry, kid was uh, falling asleep. Hey. Had to go say goodnight. That's fair. Yeah, this Logan Paul, the Miz thing. I mean, I get that they want to have celebrities and stuff at WrestleMania. But we've already seen Logan Paul. Ah, For me personally, I can't get on board with him (laughs) or anything he does. Yeah, I didn't care the first time either. So... When you had Miz in tag match at the Royal Rumble, you had him and Maurice against Edge and Beth Phoenix, and now you got him in another gimmicky tag match, and, you know, come on. Yeah, they're like, hey, Miz, we don't really know what to do with you right now. We, I, I don't know. I don't know if this is like some sort of security blanket for him or what. Even the, for the Mysterios. Yeah, yeah, they... They can't do singles matches anymore either. Got to get the double six one nine. I don't care. I don't care about it. Another rumored match though: uh, Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville. I'm more interested in that. Yep, definitely. That's for sure. I mean, I hope Zayn does not lose the IC belt to Knoxville, but um, I can't foresee that happening. But um, you know, it's it's interesting and. If anybody can take a beating, you know, without being all that trained, I'm sure they'll give him some training. But Johnny Knoxville, he, yeah, throw me off that cage. Sure. Hit me in the head of the chair. They should do that. They should make it a cage match. Like something crazy. Yeah. Bring out Wee Man mm-hmm. and, have, and, and then have Lester come out and put him through another table. <laughs> Just for no reason. Because Zane's always wanted to be friends with Lesnar, so that maybe they can. Oh my God, we should <laughs> see. We should have our own promotion. That'd be so funny. Um, and the last one is the one I'm most hopeful for: is Stone Cold Steve Austin taking on Kevin Owens? So, yes. if Austin's actually going to come back, he's going to pick who he fights, right? They're not going to let him just come back and be like, oh, hey, you're fighting the Miz. Sorry, Miz. Get, you're got Logan Paul. Because <laughs> Steve Austin has picked Kevin Owens. I don't know if it's going to happen. They'd have, I don't know, when do you when do you reveal that? You don't reveal it the night of. Because you're trying to no. sell 200,000 tickets here. No, but I do like the idea maybe a week or two before WrestleMania. Um, you know, you give Austin at least that one chance, maybe two. They'll probably go with one, though, to come out, cut a good promo against Kevin Owens, build some steam real quick, and uh, and then just let it happen. Or maybe even do it two weeks before. And, you know, he comes out for a promo, and then the next week they get into a little, you know, a little Donnybrook, you know, <laughs> a little yeah. scuffle. A little scuffle. But um, I did. I do like the idea of what we talked about before, like having it be a surprise at WrestleMania. Like I wish they could pull that off, and then Kevin Owens is out there talking, or you know, they show him throughout the night and backstage, and all pissed off because he doesn't have a match. And then all of a sudden, man, that place would explode. Yeah, yeah, my house would too. 
But, uh, so that's just a few things that we've got uh, possibly lined up slash already lined up. A couple things have changed since this is a four days ago post on uh, WrestlingInc.com, but it's approaching fast. Wrestling WrestleMania is coming really fast here. Well, WrestleMania weekend also means the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah, some of my favorite times. We will finally see The Undertaker inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame. You know. Chris, uh, is this the right time? Is it too, not necessarily too late, but should it have happened a few years ago? What do you think? Uh, no, I... I think it's right because I think they're finally realizing he's not going to just take a paycheck to come back at WrestleMania every year. So he put it all out on the line. He did his documentary thing. I think he's finally actually done this time. Uh huh. Um, so they're like, all right, let's put him in. But then again, you know, you got edge in the hall of fame and people like that, that and Lita that come back here and there, maybe undertaker makes a surprise and just has a match. I don't know. I doubt it, but well, I think it's time. It's it's a good time. I don't think you know. I don't think he's one of those guys where it was like, okay, that was one too many. It kind of felt like that against Roman Reigns a few years ago, mm. but the graveyard match him and AJ Styles had right at the beginning of the pandemic, I enjoyed that match. Honestly, I the whole cinematic thing they did, I thought it was done really well. And yeah, was uh, that was a cool way for him to, to go off. And, um, you know, I know that they usually reserve like 20 minutes or something like that for every one of these inductees at the event. I think you give the undertaker 30 minutes and, you know, there's so much that he's done and, and he's covered multiple decades. I mean, nearly four decades in WWE alone. Yeah. Um, who is somebody that they always have somebody to induct these guys? Who's going to induct the Undertaker? First the person Undertaker. that came to my mind was Kane. That was the first person that came to my head when I heard this. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure Taker uh, did Taker induct Kane, right? I don't remember, honestly. Well, shit. Let me. <laughs> Now we got to find out. I'm going to do some looking it up. That would work really well, though, because Kane is well-spoken. You know, he's he can be professional. He's a, a mayor of whatever town that is in Kentucky. Uh, Tennessee? Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan. Something like that. Something Ohio. Like that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that would work. Uh, ideally, I think it would be Paul Bear, but unfortunately, you know, Percy Pringle, as his real name goes, has passed away. Yes. So that won't happen. Um, I thought it would be kind of funny to see Brother Love induct him. Oh, yeah. Um, Bruce Pritchard. But I know that Bruce Pritchard is one of the top guys in WWE. And, uh, you know, that I don't know how well that would go over. I don't even know how their relationship is these days. So it's, you know. But Brother Love was the one that brought him into WWF. So I thought that would be kind of cool. And, and in, induct him as brother love. <laughs> right, right. I love you. <laughs> oh, my God. Maybe it'd be Teddy Long. I don't know. That'd be could funny. Be. It could be Vince, for God's sake. 
Yeah, but I've heard that he doesn't want anything to do with that. He doesn't want anybody to thank him. He doesn't want to be mentioned. I mean, it is the the, the most loyal guy to your promotion for like freaking whatever it was, 30 In the some history years. of your promotion. Never would leave. Did everything he could for you. You know, he ran that locker room for so many years that just... I know Vince, like you said, he wouldn't do it, but and he got everything over. Sure. Everything he did, every you know, reiteration of the Undertaker, every everything. He got it over. There wasn't a time when it was like, you know, some of these bigger guys, you know, they have like a I don't know, a down cycle where, you know, they're still a big name, but they're not doing a whole lot. They're just kind of coasting through the mid card, maybe a little bit. You never really saw that with the Undertaker. He was always near the main event, if not in the main event. Right. Oh yeah, and he didn't even have to have the belt to be relevant at all, which is weird because he only had only a couple mat or a couple title runs. Right. So he, he had. He was still good. Now he wasn't the greatest wrestler in the world, you know, but he was good enough. And he had a lot of really good, you know, physical moves, and uh, he sold things really well. And in combination with his character, man, there's there'll never be another Undertaker. I mean, the dude, he is an icon. If you ask, you know, the the big question on a lot of people's minds is always, you know, what's your Mount Rushmore of of wrestling or whatever? Yeah. Can't say he would be on mine, but I wouldn't argue against it. You hmm. know. That's a good. Maybe we should do that sometime. Yeah, but because he might make mine. I don't know. Like I, I'm very strange when it comes to my favorite wrestlers because they're usually not everybody else's favorites. Because I like him for yeah. I I like Doink. <laughs> I wouldn't put him on my Mount Rushmore, but I liked when he was a heel. It was great. When he first come in, you're like, "What the fuck? Why is there a clown in there?" Yeah. But he made it look so good. Um. But yeah, Taker, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to say because now that he has opened his mouth, he doesn't seem to want to shut it. <laughs> yeah. And that's not a bad thing because I want to hear more stories. Yeah, I do like hearing uh, Undertaker stories and, you know, the behind-the-scenes stuff because you never really got a ton of that over the years. You know, so um, stuff like the, the, the Broken Skull Sessions and, yep. you know, these interviews he's done on talk shows that's cool to see you know he's done a really good job at keeping to himself and keeping that character alive outside of wwe kind of closed off up until recent years when he really didn't have a choice you know well right everything's out there at that point so yeah if there was somebody that was going to take kayfabe to the grave it was him oh good one like that yeah Uh, but uh, so what the fuck not to cut you off, but what the fuck is going on March fifth? March fifth. There's a mat, or there, there's some sort of wrestling thing going on at Madison Square Garden on March fifth that everyone keeps talking about. It's a Saturday, but it doesn't have like a premium live event title. I don't think I can't find one. Um, Brock Lesnar is supposed to defend his title against Bobby Lashley if he can clear concussion protocols. If not, it's just going to be a mystery match. So what? 
when as of now there's still about 3,000 tickets still remaining plenty of good seats available down at madison square garden for march 5th it's the saturday night's main event yeah and i got confused watching raw because they're talking about how they want to add seth rollins and kevin owens to the title match i'm thinking at wrestlemania against alpha academy and rk bro but it's no no because then i'm like no you can't do that because then they won't have kevin owens versus uh, steve austin mm-hmm. but no it's at the march 5th whatever madison square garden show that's what they keep calling it i think it's gonna be on peacock you know they don't usually have house shows televised but from what i understand it's gonna be on peacock huh um this article that I'm reading, do you think WWE will find a way to get the title off of Lesnar during the Madison Square Garden event? No. Check out the lineup for WrestleMania 30. And, uh, yeah, we already talked about that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it's um, it, it's interesting that they, they did something like this, too. Uh, I don't know, maybe just before the pandemic, they did like a house show special on WWE Network. Oh, yeah. Eh. But. I'll watch it know, if man. it's on. Uh, it seems to be some decent matches on the card, so, I mean, I'll watch it. Uh, now, I have heard all other rumors that if Lashley doesn't participate, that Lesnar could fight against Cody here. And I'm like, you cannot fucking do that to Cody. No. Do not. Like, whoever come up with that idea is an asshole. There's no way that's a thing. And if Cody were to accept that, he's an idiot. Exactly. Yeah, I'll take the money. I'll, I'll leave AEW and come over there and then just get my ass kicked by Brock the first time anybody sees me on my comeback. Sure. You give me ten million dollars to get F five onto my face. Sure. sure. I'll even dress as Stardust. No. Ugh. Not happening. So anyway, if you guys are interested, uh, apparently on Peacock, March fifth. Check it out. Well, um, more things to check out. Uh, AEW is going to be. Acquiring a former WWE talent. Oh boy, who's it this time? So, Mr. Jeff Hardy has confirmed that once his non compete clause is over, he's headed to AEW. I'm not shocked. Honestly, I'm not either because his brother's over there. He probably likes a lot of the things they're doing. It seems like that would fit his style. So why not? Fuck it. You know, I mean, he's still got something left in the tank. I know there's, uh, you know, some people that are a little bit skeptical on if he can still go. He goes just fine for where he's at and what he's been through. I agree. Um, yeah, he shouldn't be able to do half the shit he still does. But um, did I want to see him over there? No. I'd rather see Matt come back to the WWE, but. It is what it is. I knew they were going to be together because that's all he kept talking about was one more run with my brother, even on the Broken Skull sessions when he was saying he was clean and this, that, and the other. Loving where he's at. He had a bunch of ideas for the WWE. Then all of a sudden, I think they shut him down and he left. Yeah. Walked off a show. So Gets fucking. released. And then, so you just, then he uses his music as a uh, smoke and mirrors just so to be like, all right, yeah, I, I, I left because of me. You know, I'm not. I'm still clean and I just want to pursue my music career when I think in bullshit terms, he just wanted to wait for this compete clause, non-compete clause to come up so he can go to AEW 
and the Hardys get now and Matt Hardy on AEW starting to like fuck with his buddies, calling them shitheads and whatever else. Uh huh. So he's looking for a face turn here soon. I don't know. I I got nothing, man. That just seems like every fucking buddy's going over there. Everybody's going over there. I, I will say I'm a little intrigued to see what they could do if they decide to put those two back together. You got the Hardy Boys against the Young Bucks. Um, you got the Hardy Boys against FTR. FTR <laughs> is amazing. Sure. Um, Hardy Boys against the Lucha Brothers. I you know, know you're a big fan of them, yeah. So that's that's three matches right there that to me would be not so much the Young Bucks, but the other two. Those are some dream matches, you know, because again, Hardys, they can still go, you know? Yeah. Hopefully they don't end up burning themselves out like the Rock and Roll Express for fuck's sake. Oh, God. The one guy can't even see straight. It's ridiculous. Feel bad for him. We look at him and it's like, I'm over here. Yeah. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. But, uh, all right. So speaking of another guy that's leaving WWE... What the fuck just happened today? I hear, well, from you <laughs> earlier, yeah, that Cesaro has quietly left the WWE. What? No. Whoa. Ah, oh, dude, I'm bummed out. The guy has been underutilized. He had a push within the last year, I want to say. Went right to the top start, and fought for the belt. I forgot who he lost against. And I feel stupid not. Was it Roman? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't think he had a chance, but it was nice to see him in the title picture again. And that was a great shot of him jacking those front fucking chompers up. Well, and that was a really good match, too. Yeah. The the, The dude can go. He's strong as a fucking ox. He can do all the moves. And I don't know why they just, like, character changed him constantly. Changing his music, changing his character, changing his tag team partner, throwing him in this feud. Throw it. And they even had something here against Sheamus again if they really wanted to. Oh, yeah, for sure. They just, I was hoping they did. Yeah. And they just let the contract run out. They're like, all right. So now he doesn't have a 90-day non-compete, right? I don't know. I'm not sure. Since they let it expire instead of letting him go. Yeah, you could be right. Something like that. I thought I read that somewhere. Yeah, so, I think you're right because it just expired and they're just parting ways, which is stupid on WWE's part because I've heard the term used for Cesaro. He's a good hand, and <clears throat> you know, like you said, he can do he can do it all. Not that great on the mic. No, I agree. That that's why it always helped when he was in tag teams. I but think that's I think... why he wasn't a lot of tag teams. But you could have put him, you have Sheamus and Ridge Holland, you could have easily put him with those two and created a faction. And I think it would have been amazing because Ridge Holland is really good. Sheamus is really good. Cesaro is really good. And then then you don't really need to be that great on the mic. No. Yeah, I mean, Sheamus can talk. I like listening to him talk. And Ridge seems to be just fine too. So, yeah, I don't know what it is with Cesaro. I... All the talent in the world. And if you're going to slack him off for not being excellent on the stick, that sucks. Now, I don't know if I would want to see him go to AEW because, again, they're so loaded over there. 
there's there's not enough room for all these guys. I want to see him in a spot where he can shine, but I don't necessarily know if that's AEW. Um, I think Impact would be a good spot for him. Um, Crossed my mind, for sure. Impact has actually gotten a lot better over the last few years. Um, I haven't been keeping on keeping up with it as much as I was for a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess we'll just we'll have to wait and see. He could very well go to AEW. Who knows? It could you know, be maybe, just a, maybe it, let him cool off type deal, and then they re-sign him anyways at WWE. Yeah, that's possible too. I don't know if he's been anywhere else. No, he had to have been. I can't. I can't think of his early career stuff, but. Well, I know who has been around, but not to WWE, and that's Veer. Oh, Where, yeah, that guy. Where's Veer, Chris? Well, I did see a newer package for him where he was like kind of sort of talking in it this past week. It's been 84 years. <laughs> this guy, he's he's looking brutal when I see the package, but... Uh... <laughs> Never in my life have I seen them promote somebody as often as they have for as long as they have and not put him out there. Yeah. Even um, Canellis, they put her out there. And I couldn't. Was it Canellis? No. Who the hell am I thinking of? Red hair. Oh, Eva Marie. Thank you. Yes, Eva Marie. God, what a waste of time. But because they had package after package after package for her and then yeah. she finally comes out and then can't wrestle she's uh, broke her ankle or her titty fell out or whatever the hell she just sucks <laughs> but at least she came out to the ring this guy's never gonna come out dude it's been like six months since they started talking about him and i'm not exaggerating no yeah you sent me a timeline the other day and i laughed my ass off so i don't know maybe 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 He's the mystery guy against Brock March 5th at Madison Square Garden. It's no, Veer he, versus Brock Lesnar. And Veer just gets his ass kicked, and then we never see him again. Nope, like, no, no more packages, no nothing. He's just gone. Gone. The reincarnation of Emma. They got to be that. She comes back for one time, and she's gone. Well, I don't know, but we're going to continue the, uh, the Veer train every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still hoping he doesn't come back until April 11th Raw when we go to Little Caesars Arena. Yeah, look for us. I figured out what my sign is going to be. Oh, whoa, I just I almost spoiled it. What? I thought it was going to be cardboard cutouts of our kids. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> well, I, that's still on the table. Okay. But I thought about McAfee 2024. Oh, that'll go. Yep could do that i might do like a simon give this an up yep that's a good and one. then i'll be on the what culture thing too because he gives that an up every time or yeah. if you're on aew he gives that an up all the time that'd be a good one <laughs> we'll see <laughs> uh other than that i don't know man did you uh you forget anything or anything um i, I kind of did but i also kind of didn't i don't know there's really nothing here. we went over a lot of shit Wrestling we sure is, did. Wrestling is just jam packed right now. Every two minutes, my phone's going off with more information. This YouTube video, this YouTube video, this rumor. It's like, okay, okay, just 
calm down. But right. it gets me excited for doing these shows because the people that aren't paying attention to that type of stuff don't know this stuff. That's why we're here. Well, and it's WrestleMania season, so there's tons of uh, you know things happening, and with all the different companies that are around, it's just there's so much shit. Yeah, there's an AEW pay per view coming up soon, which we will dive into more with uh, with our next episode because we're gonna be gonna be cutting it close coming into AEW Revolution. Um, I did want to talk about one thing. I do have a gripe, uh, a final fall, if you will. Hit me. So I need you to time me for a minute. All right, let me get the old, uh, the old stoppy watchy out. And this will be minute. good. This will be a good way to leave too, because my nose is starting to stuff. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Nick's dealing with a little bit of a cold. Not COVID. Back the fuck off. It's not COVID. Jesus. Not everything's COVID here, people. No, I'll kidding. dig uh, my test out of the trash and show you. <laughs> he is pregnant, though. Um, we haven't really told anybody yet. Oh, that was okay. No, I'm just kidding. This isn't Facebook official. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got one minute on the timer. You ready? Ready. And uh, go. So, for those of you who aren't familiar with her, uh, there's a wrestler named Big Swole. Uh, S W O L E. She was in AEW for a little while since its inception. Um, she was on the indie scenes for a long time. She was okay in the ring from anything that I ever seen. Nothing special, but she had recently been let go by AEW. <coughs> Excuse me. Now, when she got let go, Tony Khan, apparently the owner of AEW, commented on her exiting the company and had some things to say about, you know, her in-ring ability and nothing that I really saw that was you know, terrible or anything like that. But Big Swall took it upon herself to go on some random fucking podcast and talk shit about Tony Khan because, well, you know, he shouldn't be saying shit like that. And, you know, sometimes you have to check yourself. And I feel like that's where my growth and my strength is. And, you know, I can't believe that, you know, I was like, dude, you weren't saying all that when you were smoking my weed. And, you know, it's like, wait a minute. You're bringing up smoking weed with somebody. You smoked with my friend at StarCast back when AEW was in its infancy. My my buddy smoked a joint with her outside of the event. And I don't see you calling him. You know, you're not his buddy. <laughs> Fuck her. Fair enough. That was great. I don't know. I, I, when I read, I, not she, she's totally irrelevant, but I'm like, you're such an asshole. Like, this dude's worth more money than you can even fucking imagine. And you think, oh, well, man, she did smoke that joint with me. You know, maybe I won't release her. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's just some of the content you're going to get from this uh, this podcast. <laughs> but that's, what, that's what's great about this show. We just go off unbiased just we like wrestling whether it's this company or this company or it doesn't matter we if you fuck up we're gonna tell you we're That's right not tell you we're gonna tell the people and then hope they they hear from us well and if they don't they should be but like the page share everything share the podcast listen to it multiple times if you need to i mean jesus christ you ain't got nothing better to do i mean we're like the best wrestling podcast out there right now besides right breaking down fun. the ring yeah, no, can't I, really. 
No great. Can't really argue that. But yeah, check out the Facebook page. We'll be back next week with a new episode. We'll talk more about AEW. Apparently, there was some really good promos last night on AEW Dynamite with MJF and CM Punk. We'll also mm. dive into AEW Revolution that's coming up. We'll talk more about WrestleMania because by then we should have a few more ideas of some of the matches that we're going to see. Hopefully, they scrap the Logan Paul Miz match, but we'll never know. <laughs> Oops, we ran out of time. Sorry, guys. And the uh, Danielson Moxley is heating up. Oh, shit. I do know about that. So, we'll tune in next too. week. We're off the post. I am Nick. I am Chris. And we'll see you later. Yeah. Doses.